about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. You're a Knockout, a podcast for your inner badass. <laughs>What's up, Knockouts? Welcome to episode four. It's your host, Rachel Rist. And uh, if you're new, hi, welcome. Welcome to the shit show. (laughs) Uh, If you've been listening um, for the last few episodes, um, you may have noticed that I delayed this episode just a little bit. And... um, The reason why is because, so the last episode was the best recording quality this little podcast has seen thus far. Shout out Timeless Recording Studio. Shout out Moranis Moss Music for hooking me up with that. Um, And then this episode will literally be the shittiest (laughs) recording quality uh, because I wanted to interview my mom, um, as you heard previously on the last podcast, if you listened. Um, I've been recording with the Apple headphones, so I tried to do that with my mom and the quality is not the best. It does get better. I just wanted to preface this episode with a little warning, like it's going to sound hella echoey in the beginning, but then it gets a little bit better. And, um, like there are a couple points that it's just like, Oh God. But, um, it was with my mom, my mom's super shy. And even if nobody listens to this, I wanted to release this episode despite the not so great sound quality because it's my mama and, um, she was really shy and getting her to get on there. And, um, the conversation was pretty fun and, uh, yeah, I didn't want to try and redo that because it was just so organic the first time. So, yeah, guys, um, this will be the last time that this podcast is done with shitty sound quality. That is my pledge to you. Um, It also just so happened that my mom was originally going to be the guest for episode three, but then Moranis Moss sweetly surprised me with um, that podcast. So my mom became episode four, which is really funny because four is her favorite slash lucky number So, yeah, I just have to release this um, as episode four because it just wouldn't be right if I didn't otherwise. So kick back, try your best to ignore how shitty this sounds for um, some of the parts. And, um, yeah, you're going to hear some pretty crazy stories about my dad, some funny stories about me, um, some really funny stories about my mom. Um, specifically one where she sabotages the car of a woman my dad was out with. Um, (laughs) and if you know my mom, uh, personally, that will surprise you and will give you a better look into why I am the way I am. Um, so yeah, guys, I hope you enjoy this podcast, um, listening to my little mama and yeah, thanks for listening guys. All right. I think we're going. (laughs) All right. Hi. Hello, Hello knockouts. knockouts. Today, today is a real special, special episode. episode. Mama, Mama Knockout, Knockout is joining us today. today. Say, Say hi, hi, Mama. Hi, hi Mama. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize in advance if this podcast goes four hours long because we're both chatty as hell and I wouldn't even doubt it. <laughs> How do you feel about being on my podcast, Mom? 
Oh, I don't know. Are you nervous? You're being real shy. I don't know. I'd never been on a podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should I be nervous? No, you're going to hear this. No, no, you just look real shy and like uneasy right now. I don't know. Is it just because I always put you on the spot with shit like this? Yes. <laughs> you do. All right. Well, okay. So I gave her some questions because I just wanted to throw her on here, but she wasn't about it. You wanted like some questions. So I didn't, ask. I did throw a couple surprise ones in here that I didn't tell you about. That's fine. I'll save it. Well, maybe we'll see. Um, I threw this on at the end. <laughs> All right. So first question, what was it like raising me? Tell us some like behind the scenes of what it's like with like right life with Rachel. <laughs> well, when you were a little child, you were sometimes quiet. And once you learned to talk, which is she learned how to talk before she could walk. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that. So, and she's been talking ever since. <laughs> oh, look who's talking. You say it like you and grandma didn't do this to me. <laughs> like, this isn't a choice. Hey, it's hereditary. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, you being little, sometimes you were quiet and sometimes you would like to talk a lot. And once you learn to talk, then you learn to sing and then you do shows. Um... One thing is you always had your own little agenda. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say this? You had your own little time zone. Rachel, hurry up. We got to go. Rachel, Rachel, are you ready? Come on, Rachel, let's go. That's what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically still what it's like. I'm the type that's like, I'm on my way when I haven't left the house yet. Exactly. Oh, that's fine. You've been doing that since you were four, five, maybe younger. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. Well, what else? That's it? You're just, you just spent my whole childhood just waiting on me? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, okay well moving on this is riveting <laughs> okay when i was little what'd you think i was gonna be when i grew up oh i thought you were gonna be a mad scientist that's the one thing you did when you were little all the time you were always mixing potions and I, I didn't realize how much you did it in the first house when you were little mm -hmm. until we moved to the second house. Why is that? Because there were all kinds of little spots on the rug that I had never, ever seen before. You want to know why? How old was I when I was living in that house? Uh, you were seven, I think, when we moved. Yeah, yeah, I, I rearranged my, my room all the time to hide the stains. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I recall that now that you've said that. <laughs> How was I rearranging my room at like seven? 
you weren't rearranging your room, like moving the bed around and stuff like that. I mean, you'd just like move your toy box in that great big sink. That big thing that you, that you used to mix everything in. Yeah, that Fisher-Price thing. That was the best thing ever. Yeah, that was, it was a kitchen thing. I think it had a sink, an oven. Yeah. And that was your mad scientist table. It sure was. And Dude. when you weren't busy mixing potions, then you were cutting the hair on your Barbie dolls. Especially poor Beast. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. I cut his hair? Yeah. <laughs> that's, the one, that's the one in there that the girls play with. And you oh. said, look what I did to this guy's head. Oh, the one I scalped? Yeah. <laughs> that's the Beast, man. That's from Belle. I didn't know that. Yeah, you scalped the beast, baby. Dude, that's hilarious. I thought for sure you were going to say you thought I would be an actress. Oh, you, you and Dad used to always say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. we used to call you Betty for Betty, Betty Davis. Davis. <laughs> yeah, your dad would always say, there goes Betty. And you did. You, were, you did get very dramatic sometimes. <laughs> and you always, always, always had to get the last word in. I love that you always say that when you're the queen of that. No, I, I yes, gave up. No, you, you are. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> this is a prime example. Because I'll say something, I'll be like, okay, you always got to get the last word in. And then you'll walk around the corner and go, bip, 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 like after I say something, you're just as bad. Well, I, I do remember that time on Circle when you were upstairs and I was downstairs I don't know what you did, but I got mad at you, and I, ma I sent you to your room. And whatever you said, you said, okay. And I said, all right, that's enough. I don't want to hear another word. And you said, all right. And I said, not another word. And you said, okay. And I said, not even okay, not even all right. Just be quiet. <laughs> Go in your room and be quiet. And you said, okay. And I said, Rachel, shut up. <laughs> It's a pleasant memory. And I believe you said, okay. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I went in my room. That's good enough. <laughs> what ways do you think that I'm most like you? And what ways am I most not like you? I think you are most like me in some, some ways. You're like me and your dad. Like, you're an animal lover. And I like animals. You know, and Dad did too. So in some ways, you're a crossover between the two of us and what we had in common. But as far as just me, yes, you picked up the the Smith mouth-running fun. <laughs> like nonstop talking? Yeah, so you say your mouth runs like a duck's ass. <laughs> And here we are on a podcast. If dad could only see this now. Oh, man. What do you think he'd say? I have no clue what he would say. He'd probably just shake his head. He would have been a great one. I know. I he would have had everybody rolling with things. You never knew what he was going to say. Yeah, he would have said something super messed up, and I would have had this shut down in 24 hours after he was on here. Yeah, he would say something just off the wall. But anyway, I'm sorry. What was the question? He'd probably just. <laughs> he'd probably oh, how are just you like me? I'd say he would probably just roast all my ex boyfriends. That would be a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. How am I most like you? Other than that, 
Like more, I'm more in depth, not just I like animals. I could throw a rock outside and hit 12 people that like animals. You are passionate about what you do and what you like to do. That's like you? Yeah, I was passionate <laughs> about what I wanted to do. Which was? Well, I didn't be- do what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, you I was passionate about it until I was passionate about it until the time when I came when I had to go to college and there wasn't the money for it. What what did you want to do? Because we didn't have the money for college. I would have been an engineer. Like what type of engineer? Uh, I don't know what type of engineer, but I always like to take things apart and put it together. I thought you were going to say you wanted to be a mechanic because you always talk about that, how you wanted to be a mechanic. Well, yeah, I'd like to do that too. I used to help my dad work on cars when I was little. He changed the oil and stuff and I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. And I would work on my bike when I was little and I would raise my seat or lower my seat or, you know, whatever I needed to get done with my bike, my handlebars and whatever. And uh, I broke the, uh, the screw, the screw off and dad had to take a drill and I had a different way to hold my bike seat together because I tightened it so tight I actually stripped the screw. I, I broke the screw. Which is pretty good for an eight-year-old girl <laughs> to completely strip the head off of a screw. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> oh, but anyway. Okay, so what else? How, how else am I like you? Oh, sometimes I don't know what I'm like, so it's hard to say how you're like me. Okay, well, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who am I. Yeah, that's right. Do you know what your name is? What yes, do you like? I do. Well, see, when I grew up, I was I was me and I was single and it was all me. And then I met your dad and it was all me and dad. And then after that, you guys came along and then it was like... Mom, none of this has anything to do with how I'm like you or not. <laughs> It was like, am I? Hey, careful messing with that. You're going to make all crazy sounds. Put that up there. So you can hear it bouncing around with stuff. And you're rubbing your mic all over everything. Do what I'm doing. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Okay. So anyways, none of that has anything to do with how I'm like you or not. Like personality traits. I can name a bunch, but this is your interview. So I can tell you how you're not. I'm patient and you're impatient. You have more. Here we go. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it. Just say it. Don't dance around my feelings. You got balls to do the things that you want to do. It's just like it's just like your business. Yeah. I could never do that. Why? You could. I could do my own business, but I wouldn't want to deal with all the people coming and going. I'm more a background person. Do you know You're what more your of an upfront person? Is? Did you ever take your test? 
Yeah, I did, but I forget what I was. Oh, damn it. Let's make you take it again. Okay. Anyway, what else? What? Because I feel like that would be... <laughs> she's shrugging at me like, why did you even say that? Well, because it would make it more interesting as to why you don't think that you could deal with the people. You just don't like confrontation or what? No, I don't like confrontation. Never did. I mean, does anyone really like it, though? Mm-mm. Would you have rather worked what you did or, like, have to deal with people doing what you like to do? Probably dealing with people doing what I like to do. Because what, what I like to do, I would have been working on inanimate objects mm-hmm. and projects. But it would have been with my hands that kind of stuff, or putting things together, or drawing something, like architecture or something like that. Yeah. Interesting. All right, well. But what I ended up doing was all the numbers. That's another way that we're not alike. I am definitely a numbers person. Dude, I, I tell people about this all the time, like how we would start math homework, and you'd just see Dad slink away silently to the front porch. Oh, and yeah. then you and I would just turn into a battle royale immediately. Yeah. I just don't understand math. And I was talking to a client about it today. And, and it's- I couldn't understand how you couldn't understand it because I get it so well. Yeah, it just comes to you. And you're just like, this is fun. It's like a puzzle where I would rather literally cannonball off your balcony right now than do like math. See, and that's just that. And that's what I mean by being an engineer. I always like puzzles. I like puzzles when I was a kid. Yeah, I like puzzles with my hands, like putting them together, but like numbers. Well, I guess that's how my brain works. It's like pieces of a puzzle putting things together. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I don't like anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you ever wanted to get into other people's minds just to see what their thought process is? Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. I would have loved to have jumped inside your dad's mind just for a couple of minutes to see what was going on in there. Dude, that'd be scary, actually. The same thing with you and Renee. I'd just like to see what other people's, how other people's brains operate because I know they all operate differently. Yeah. I know nobody's got brains like this. <laughs> Is it messed up to think that my, that my, your first thing was like, I would have liked to have gotten in your dad's head. And my first thing was, like, I would have liked to get inside, like, Ted Bundy's head. Oh, God. I instantly went into, like, serial killer mode. Like, hmm, that would be really interesting to see, like, how they think. And, like, how, like, they're sociopaths and they don't feel any emotions. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that would be weird. I don't know how you wouldn't feel emotion. I don't know how. Or, like, they have, well, I guess they feel emotion, but they don't have any sense of empathy. Right. That's so bizarre, man. But isn't it even more messed up that I think that'd be kind of nice? Like, what a luxury to not give a shit on that level. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, that sounds refreshing as hell. But to not worry about anything, anytime? Yeah, to not give a shit at all about anything ever. Like, you just wouldn't. Like, okay. I don't know. SPCA, SPCA commercials, commercials that come on and ruin my day, day and I'll cry for like an hour about it. How nice would it be to just see that and be like, that's sad, but I'm going to go like have my coffee now and I'm unbothered. 
or like, like you would, you would never, never grieve. grieve. If you lost, lost your job, job, you wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> if someone broke up with you, you wouldn't care. Like you would just be like, no. I don't know. I think there's a difference between not having empathy and just putting it in your head to move on. Oh, here he goes. This is where he's going to steal the show. Chico, this isn't your show. I don't even think I can pause or do anything with this either, so this is good. Um, yeah, but, like, they just don't have any, like... Um, I know, they're just, like, stone cold. Nothing. Meanwhile, a sociopath is listening, and they're like, I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Low-key offending someone right now. It's fine. How did we start talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. We always, that's another thing that we have in common is we can start talking about something and go somewhere else with it really easy. And we've already been talking for 20 minutes. See how quick it went? You're like an hour. And I have so many questions to ask you still. Okay. Well, what did we, what were we talking about? We were talking about ways that you're like me. Well, we really didn't go anywhere with that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, we started going the other in other directions. I would say how stubborn you are. You're stubborn. Oh yeah, sometimes I am. And yeah. I'm real stubborn. Yes, you are. You're dad stubborn, though. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't know, like you back in the day. Like, how am I like you now that you were like when you were young? Because I feel oh. like I tell you stories, and then you're like, oh, Rachel. Oh, like, like when, when I was young? young? Yeah. Oh, man. You had boyfriends in high school, and you liked to go everywhere, and you had fear of missing out. And you were always looking for something to do, somewhere to go. And that's the way I was when I was young. Always wanting to do something, always on the go. Um, let me think. Some of the things that you would do, I'd think, oh man, I remember those days. Like what? You know, like when you'd go to a party and you you drink or something, and you'd come home. I had to go get you a couple of times. You said you were sick and you went upstairs. <laughs> Sorry, good thing Dad's not here to hear this part. Yeah, what would he do now? Thank God. Oh, I don't know. The one time it was an accident. I hope Elrod's listening right now because the one was at that party, at Vanderite's party. And they had watermelon and they spiked it. And I showed up naive as hell, like, oh man, I love watermelon. And they were drinking it in thermoses and they had chunks of watermelon in it, which I thought was weird. But I was like, whatever, they're older boys. Like, I don't know, I guess this is a cool thing. And then next thing you know, I was drunk. And then you had to pick me and Meredith up. And then I remember you saying like years later, like, I thought you girls were extra happy that day. But I guess you were just having fun. But I was hammered. Yeah, I thought you guys were just in a great mood, had a great time. And it was a total accident. Had fun. I think they put, like, Everclear in it. And, of course, Elrod's like, yeah, let's 
drink it up. It's it's just watermelon. It's fine. Come on. <laughs> but saying something freaking ridiculous. I don't even know. God bless. That's another way you're like me when you were young is you were naive. Mm. You would believe a lot of things maybe you shouldn't have. Your dad said I was like that. That's because dad like raised himself on the streets and saw like the darkest things ever. (laughs) Well, that is true. (laughs) Like it's all relative, like being in Harrison, Ohio. Man, he, yeah, he had some wild stories. Tell one. I want you to tell, let's just skip to this. I want you to tell the story about when you and dad were both at the movie theater at the same time. Oh, okay. So I was a freshman in high school. You were that young? Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Okay. Continue. And I don't know what your dad was. He was a junior, maybe senior. I don't know. Oh my God. That makes the story like extra insane to me now. But, um, oh, great. Here goes this clock. <laughs> All the sounds of my mom's home. Okay. Yeah, the dog and the clock. Really noisy here. <laughs> <laughs> it is with him. Well, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I was, I was about 14. Your dad was probably about 17. And we used to go. I had three other girlfriends. And on Friday nights, if there wasn't a football game at Colerain or LaSalle, we would go to the movies. And that was every Friday night we were out. And so this weekend, we all went with our boyfriends. We all had each had a boyfriend. And the one guy, my friend Pat's boyfriend, said he had to use the bathroom. And he came back. And he said, man, there's a fight going on in the bathroom. I couldn't go. They wouldn't let me in. And we were like, who wouldn't let you in? Fast forward to movies over and we'd leave. The place was a mess. There was popcorn everywhere. It was like, (laughs) what happened? So needless to say, the place place closed down and it never opened back up. The cops were there when we walked out. Yeah. The cops walked out and everything. It it never reopened. And that blew our Friday nights. Describe the destruction in the place specifically. Oh, I can't remember exactly, except you you knew something happened out in the lobby. Okay. There was just, it just was not clean. There was popcorn everywhere. You know, the cops were there. They, they say like the us. candy display was smashed. The little popcorn ca- or, like cart was destroyed. Well, that's why the popcorn was everywhere. The popcorn cart, I think. Like all the glass was broken and stuff, right? I think so. Okay. But the cops were there and they just wanted everybody out. You know, basically no gawking, no hanging around, no looking. Movies over, go. Yeah. So then about... Seven, eight years later, I met this guy. And we dated a little bit, eventually got married. Somewhere along the line, he was telling me the story about the show. And I said, I was there that night. And I said, You're the one that closed the show. So we didn't have anywhere to go on the weekends anymore. Yeah. That was our hang. But what was his involvement? 
You're leaving out a big part here. Oh, I'm getting to that. <laughs> I don't know what the deal was. I don't think it was really like gangs, but I think there was one group that just basically didn't like this other group of kids. And uh, your dad was also in the show and he got up to use the bathroom <laughs> and he was with his friends and he told them, if I'm not back in five minutes, come check on me <laughs> because rumor had it that shit was going to go down at the movie theater that night. <laughs> Somebody was going to be there. I don't know. So anyway, apparently your dad goes into the bathroom and somebody else is in there, but was waiting for him. And somebody held the door shut so that your dad and this guy could have their peace or whatever. So apparently, have their this peace. Guy, yeah, have their have their say or their fight or whatever. <laughs> have their confrontation. How's that? Got it. <clears throat> but what I remember about the story is your dad always had that creative mind. You know how he would have different things around the house to use as weapons in case anybody came in. Or, you know, just, just things that he would do. His twisted mind. Yeah. I don't know if that's creative. Anyway, listen to this. I don't know if you know this part. This guy was sitting up on the door of the Johns. He was sitting up on the door with his head. Feet hanging over and holding on to the top of the door, holding on to the door with his hands. Why? I don't know. And just kind of bent over talking to your dad. I guess he thought he was, I don't know, maybe he thought he was cool or tough shit or something sitting up there. I don't know. But anyway, he started talking shit and basically, I guess, said, you know, he was going to kick your dad's ass. And your dad said something along the lines of, well, why don't you come on down here and do it? And I think what happened is your dad grabbed his feet and pulled him. And he fell off of that door and back into the, where the toilet is. He fell back into the, uh, the, the, the spot, whatever that is. So, Dude, what the that, fuck? He could have killed that guy doing that. If he would have hit his head or something. Yeah, he could have. He never thought of that stuff at the time. Dude. That stuff was always an afterthought. Oh, yeah, I guess that could have happened. That's pretty... Uh... He, just, he gets lost in the moment. I mean, if you threaten him, he's going to protect himself. Period. Yeah, I mean, been there. So, anyway... So I don't know what happened, but apparently there was some kind of a battle and he wasn't back and his friends came from their seats to the bathroom and whoever it was wouldn't let them in either. But he had this friend named Eugene. He's the only one that I ever met that was like from the original gang of guys. Yeah. And Eugene was a big dude. And Eugene basically got into the bathroom and I guess the fight went from the bathroom with Eugene and the guy blocking the door, your dad and the guy in the bathroom. I think some other guys joined in. I'm sure there was like five guys just wailing on each other and it spilled out into the lobby from the bathroom into the lobby. 
too. That's wild. So but yeah. they but they all took off. Of course, the cops were called, mm-hmm. and the guys all took off. And your dad told me where they went. I forget, but that was a story in itself. They were hidden like in those underground sewer like drain pipes. Oh my god! Like that the used Ninja to run Turtles. like. Well, they were like these big pipes that used to run like you could walk into them from the road. Yeah. Those kind of things. And I don't know where it went, but apparently they knew exactly where they were and what they were doing. Dude, I wish I had his stories recorded. And they all went, the way I understand it, I mean, this wasn't an uncommon occurrence, I don't think. Because they knew where they were going and what they were doing and where they were going to meet up. But the craziest part is you guys were there at the same time and you didn't know each other yet. No. I just remembered Dan. My favorite part of the story is because you said Dan was a greaser. Yes. Which just freaking kills me. But like you said, he said something like, if you would have seen me, you would have had the hots for me. And you said something like, oh, no, I wasn't into greasers. And he was like, yeah, but if you would have seen me. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, all cocky. Yeah, and I, I was there with long-haired Yeah, but what do you guys. think if you had seen him, though? You really don't think you would have been into him? No, I wouldn't have. What? Because he just wasn't the type I was interested in at that point in time. Mm-hmm. When I met your dad, he was actually on strike. He hadn't had a haircut. And his Shut hair up. was a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's no joke, <laughs> that really. That makes sense now. I always kind of wondered, like, how that happened. Yeah, I thought he was kind of cute. Well, yeah, he was a good-looking dude. But that's yeah. hilarious that he was on strike and hadn't had a haircut. And that's well, he didn't, and he didn't have it greased back like Elvis, either. Dude, I just remember. Do you remember we were at McDonald's years ago and you pointed out two guys? And one looked like a hippie had a long beard, long hair. And then you pointed out, like, a, and then the other dude behind him was real clean cut. And you said, see, those two guys there, it was out of the blue. And you're like, I'd be into that first one, and you'd like the second one. (laughs) 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 And it was so true, and now it's freaking evolving, because I'm like, okay, now I love long hair. Like, any dude with long hair. Yeah, I was was really surprised when you told me that. What? That you were, these guys had, when you you started, like, dating these guys with longer hair. (laughs) You mean the one with longer hair? <laughs> well, I mean, some of the guys were really buzzed. Oh, yeah. It's because I used to date, like, cops and military dudes. Like, clean-shaven freaking whatever. They couldn't have any of that. Isn't it funny, though? I used to hate facial hair. Like, stubble was okay, but I didn't like beards or anything. Yeah. No, you didn't like it. I think it's just an age thing because you evolve and then you like when they just look like men. Well, you're always evolving and everything is perspective. Yeah. Plus, like, there's just nothing better than a nice head of hair. Remember you always saying that. You're dating all these guys with short hair or no hair and you used to do hair. Like, why are you dating all these guys that don't have any? (laughs) Yeah, how do you you know they got good hair? Yeah. Oh, God. I love that story, though. I tell that one all the time. Um, okay. So since we're telling stories, the last podcast I talked about, um, well, I don't know if it was the last podcast or not. This might be the fourth, depending on when another one gets mixed, but, um, 
the break-in episode I talked about when you guys had that break-in. Tell that story from like your perspective. Oh, because I couldn't remember if Renee was born yet. Yes, Renee was born. Why were you, were you sleeping in the living room? She was about two years old. We had a two-bedroom apartment, and she was asleep in her bed. Mm-hmm. And she was in a bed, you know, the kids' bed with um, all the things on the side so you don't fall out. Okay. Can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but uh, we had, your dad and I had a thing. When the IRS, when we got our income tax money back, we would always invest it into something, like those tables and chairs over there. Yeah. That solid oak. Mm-hmm. Your dad stained it and did all that, and we've had it for years. We believed when you bought something, you bought something good, something you liked, and it lasted forever. Yeah. So we were getting these. We got our, our IRS check back, and we had bought a sofa and a love seat. And they were being delivered the next day, and we had moved everything out of the living room. And it was nice out. And dad said, you know, let's camp out in the living room or whatever. And it was like, fine. So we had uh, the TV was over by the balcony door. Mm-hmm. And your dad was laying on the floor over there, like in front of the TV. And then I was over next to him. And we had been up for a while. And then we decided it was about time to go to sleep, I guess. And I had, fa- I had fallen asleep. Or at least was out lightly. Your dad was just getting ready to doze off. And Renee was two. And we lived on the third, well, we lived on the second floor, except the basement apartment in the back of the buildings where the balcony was, was a full balcony too. So we were really three floors off the back. We were two floors off the front, but three floors off the back because of the way they were built on a hill. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, um, Renee would lose her toys or her toys would end up rolling balls or whatever would go off the balcony. So we had chicken wire up around our balcony so that it was like a big playpen, essentially. Rachel could, or Renee could play out there with her toys and whatever she did they weren't going off the edge and we didn't have to go down and get them. Yeah. So your dad was just getting ready to doze off and he heard a ping. He heard that fence and he was like, what made that ping? So he like, he heard it again and he peeked up over the TV and he saw a silhouette of a man out there standing on our balcony. And he said, he just, waited for a second, like froze for a minute to think about what he was going to do and how he was going to approach this. Mm-hmm. And the guy didn't see him because apparently he was looking at me. Your dad said he was looking at me because I was laying in the middle of the floor. Jesus. I was right in front of the door. Yikes. And your dad said he saw him lift his leg up to come over the balcony and and that's the time that he went into action. <laughs> he went out the balcony, and on his way out, he popped out that screen door that slides back and forth. Mm-hmm. He popped that screen door off the off the runners, 
and he had that screen door <laughs> and he about not, and he went right toward the guy and he about knocked the guy off the balcony and he couldn't get a clean shot off because he wanted to, you know, he wanted to hit him, beam up. Of course he did. But he couldn't get a good, good clean shot off because he had that damn door in front of him. <laughs> and he's trying to swing around that door. And he can't reach him. <laughs> so he gets rid of the door. And by that time, this guy has like slid down our balcony and dropped down into the uh, balcony of the people below us who were on vacation and busted their kids' little picnic table. So anyway, so your dad got the, uh, the door back and was waiting for him. And when he came out, because he knew he had to come back out. And when he came back out, your dad used that door and just started banging, just hitting him as hard as he could with it because he didn't have a shirt on. And he was hitting him as hard as he could with it with the corner of the door on his back oh my god or his head or whatever whatever, whatever he, he could, could hit you know, know just, just just keep hammering until, until they're down, down you know yeah <laughs> and so <clears throat> when he then he went over that balcony to the ground and your dad said he was like limping off like you know like quasimodo or something just one leg <laughs> <Jesus. kinda. laughs> that's your dad's description not mine <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and uh, he went around your dad saw him go along the building and your dad took the door and he threw it at the guy he took our door and threw it at the guy and he came right square in the middle of the back and knocked him down oh my god oh man when your dad got on a roll man you couldn't stop him did they ever catch that guy no they never caught him he definitely wasn't coming back. Didn't he say, what, I can't remember if I'm remembering this right. Did dad say that he had like a knife in his hand when he was on the balcony? I don't remember about that because um, rumor was yes. And they said no. He said he didn't see one, but somebody else said they saw him with a knife. And it's like, if somebody else saw him with a knife, where was that somebody else calling the cops when we needed them? So, yeah, who the hell, like, so other people said that they saw him or that it happened to them or what? No, they said that they saw him with a knife. And I thought, if somebody saw him with a knife, then where? Yeah. And why didn't you call the cops if right. he was climbing up a balcony with a knife? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know about that. Interesting. But when your dad started yelling and telling me to call the police. Now, see, I was sleeping. And I was kind of out of it, of course, you know. Did you sleep through this whole thing? <clears throat> no, I, no, I didn't, but yes, I did. I was going to say, I wouldn't even be surprised. You sleep like a bear. I heard this noise that was going on and this, like, yelling and whatever. And all I remember is the room spinning and hearing voices. Your dad said that I had gotten up and I was walking around in circles real fast. What the hell? So I, I don't know what happened. You were just like in shock or panic. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just going walking around in circles, getting myself dizzy, I guess. I don't know. It's so bizarre. Your dad ended up calling the police too. <laughs> I was, I was no help. I'm sorry. God, well, I'm glad you weren't around when my break-in happened. 
good times. Dude, I wish I had all his stories recorded because there's like so many <laughs> ones that I've forgotten about. You know, like just endless ones, just like crazy. Yeah, he had all kinds of stories. There was always a story. Like he could have for sure written a book 10 yeah. times over. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could. But yeah, that's all I can remember from that. Oh, okay. So here's a question. Here's another funny story. Okay. Did you ever drop me as I was a kid? Like when I was a kid, did you ever drop me? I never dropped you when you were a kid. Your dad, however, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't old at all. Maybe you were, you were less than a year. I know mm-hmm. that. And your dad was lifting you up and down in his arms. He had his hands around your waist or whatever and lifting you up and down and up and down. And, you know, smiling and, you know, whatever. And you were just laughing and laughing and laughing. And dad lifted you up again. And that ceiling fan came around and smacked you upside the head. <laughs> your dad said, Mick, take her. <laughs> just, just like, like you were a hot potato, potato or something. He just, he just turned right over to me and handed, <laughs> handed you off. And I looked at you and I, there was no blood. That's the first thing I looked for. And what it was is it was just like a line of dirt, <laughs> you know, from the ceiling fan smacking you. You know, the dirt just lined along your face where it flew on you. So I cleaned you up and everything. There was a little red mark, but it went away. Did I cry? I don't remember you crying much at all. Mm. I don't remember you crying at all. That's hilarious. But I was too focused on are you bleeding or not. I love Mr. Tough Guy. Does something like that and then tosses me away, like freaked out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he would do things like that. You know, one minute it would be like, you know, Mr. Tough Guy, and the next guy, he, he was just like a melted marshmallow. Yeah. I mean, he could go either way. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Well, we talked about some funny stories with Dad, but I told you I had a couple things that I was going to ask you about um, that you don't know about, but this... this one you have to talk about because this is something you just told me about like a year or so ago so ways that this goes back to like ways that we're alike you're a lot spunkier than you let on mother okay tell the story about when you uh, let air out of someone's tires with at the movies when her boyfriend went to the bathroom yeah. and couldn't, couldn't use the bathroom because dad was in there fighting. Yeah. I was with that girl again. Oh, God, I didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, we were friends for a long time. We just reconnected on Facebook not too long ago. <laughs> cool. Get in some reconnect and see where their other night out will go. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, Hold your thing again. Another, another friend. Another friend of ours had been out somewhere and said that your dad was 
up at this place, and he was sitting there talking to some girl. And this is when we were split up, one of the times that we were split up. So we went up there to have a look-see for ourselves. And sure enough, there he was. <laughs> and the girl I was with knew the girl that he was talking to. And she was married. And she was driving this yellow vet. Oh, shit, I didn't know she was married. Yeah. You guys weren't married or anything yet, right? No, no. And she was driving this yellow vet. And so we let the air out of her tires. Basically, basically my friend. You're leaving a lot out there. Basically, my friend was the lookout. She was the lookout, and I let the air out of all the tires. But it was cold, and it was snowy. (laughs) And I don't know that she even knew what the air was let out of the tires. (laughs) (laughs) This just kills me because you act like. Like, like anyone that meets you or like I tell them about you, they're like, oh, you're sweet little mom. Like you just have this like. Well, I am nice. Well, you are. but Until then you, you push a button and your dad was my button. We weren't married yet. Or like the time that you confronted dad when he stood you up. Oh, yeah. Well, like, that, that was another thing, thing too. That, that ticked me off. off. I really, really like that guy. <laughs> Yeah, then he was supposed to call me, and we were going to go out the next night, and he didn't call. Well, see, here's the thing. You act like you don't have balls. You told me in ways we're not alike. Like, I've never fucking let the air out of someone's tires. Or, I mean, I would definitely confront someone, like, standing me up, without a doubt. But, like, you're so feisty. Well, I used to be a lot feistier. Let's put it this way. I used to be very feisty. <laughs> and then I met your dad. Now, you know what your dad was like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you put my feist up against his feistiness, who's going to outfeist the other? True. So my feistiness, little by little, got tamed down because I wasn't going to go up against the king. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, I remembered a story the other day. Do you remember when I was dating that idiot from high school and he pulled up in his Ford Bronco full of boys, which wasn't supposed to happen. It was just supposed to be me and him going somewhere. And dad had the whole house open. And one of the guys, I guess, said something about me when I was upstairs getting ready. And then I came down the steps to dad outside, grabbing the dude by his collar and like pulling him through the window a little bit. Do you remember this? Oh, I remember it. Yeah. And I came downstairs like, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. This is why everyone at school is fucking terrified of you. It's notorious. But now, like, I look back and I'm like, you know what? I would do the same thing. I can't believe he still let me go. You were his little girl. Those dudes were super. I'm surprised he let you go, too. They were tools anyway. Like, I should, like, in hindsight, like, I definitely shouldn't have been going. Yeah. I can't believe, Yeah. I love that he just like essentially just like choked that kid and then was just like, all right, Rach, you can go ahead. <laughs> well, like what's the logic it's, it's there? It's kind of, I, I think his logic at that time was they weren't going to mess with you because they knew what they would have to face. They just, he just put the fear of God in them essentially. Right. Oh my God. So I can see how that worked. I mean, I can, I can see what his thought process was with that. 
Dude. But then again, I mean, if these kids were under 18, that was a no-no too. I know. You, but you, see, that's just it. Your dad didn't care. He would say what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. I know. I had that same thought the other day too. I think they were all 18. He definitely was because he had failed a couple of times. Okay. Well, then name, dad would have been in the clear. I won't name names, but I'm sure you could think of who it was. Oh, I know who it was. <laughs> I won't out him now because I think he's grown as kids and he's super nice now. So but he was an ass when we were in school for sure. Well, high school boys are asses when you're in high school. Well, some more than others. Um. Oh, hey, what was your favorite Mother's Day gift I ever got you? <laughs> I can't say it was a favorite Mother's Day gift. <clears throat> but the most memorable Mother's Day was when you were released from the jail in Kenton <laughs> County. Dude, this has to be a whole nother podcast. But for people listening, what had happened was, what had happened was a girl, I was out for someone's 21st birthday. And some girl, when I was dancing, I guess I bumped into her or something. So she claims, I don't know. But she, like, grabbed me by the back of my hair, punched me in the face, and, like, people pulled her away. And I never even got to get one punch in. And I mean, boxing since I was 16, that was kind of not okay. Like, the one shining moment where I get to protect myself and I don't get to do anything, like, that's kind of messed up. So, long story short... Walk into the party bus. I was with my ex-boyfriend, and he didn't see what happened, so I had to describe what she was wearing or whatever. And he's like, is that her? I was like, yeah, it's her. And she came at me, and we threw down, and I won, and just blacked out. I remember throwing a lot of body shots and a lot of uppercuts, and next thing you know, I'm in handcuffs. And I thought, oh, I'm sitting in the back of a cop car, and I'm like, I've seen enough cops. I know what's going to happen. They're just sorting out what's happening right now. Because everybody was outside the bar saying that they saw the whole thing and then I was defending myself, whatever. And uh, I was like, they're just going to sort this all out and let me go. Well, then I saw the party bus pull away and then I knew <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting back on that party bus. This was also my first time on a party bus and I was really excited about it. So I got one trip, but no trip home on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah my ex was a cop and he would always talk about the jails being overcrowded so I just sat there thinking oh, I'm gonna get processed out so soon and then next thing you know I came out and it was daylight on Mother's Day sorry mom <laughs> that's okay it's very memorable <laughs> just every year I didn't appreciate telling your dad though yeah but that was the most messed up part. Because number one, he's the one that got me in the boxing, right? Yeah. And he, oh, what was his rule? Always don't hit anybody first. But if they throw the first punch, all bets are off. Like defend yourself. Go, go ape shit, basically, right? Exactly, because that's what he always did. When okay. He ate shit. Right. So that's exactly what I did. How long had I been boxing at that point? Ten years. So I think I was like twenty-five. Yeah, you had been boxed well, almost 10 years. Okay, yeah. and had I been into a fight before that? No. No, I wasn't going out causing problems. So I come home and dad looks at me like, I think it's best if you just go up to your room. 
And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Should we talk about this? Don't you want to hear the story? And him arms crossed, all stern, like, well, yeah, like he's never been in a fight before yeah. in his life. Like, all right, well, let's. With him, it was. Like I know. I know. So I sat down, told him the story, and I was like, and then how about the whole. If I throw the first, if they throw the first punch, I get to defend myself. That's what I did. So why are you all pissed off, basically? And he's like, oh, all right, well, all right, bugs. Like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that happened. And I still don't like it, but blah, blah, blah. So, like, you know, I guess he was just scared. And then, like, as my bruising got deeper throughout the night, I had, like, a black guy, busted lip and, like, fat lip, whatever. Then he started getting more upset. But I remember when that all blew over, he smiled at me. Like, the next day, he's like, hey, Bugs, we're more alike than we thought, huh? We're a lot alike, ain't we? <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, you were about to ground me or some shit. But then he was like, all right, Father's Day, I don't want anything. No cake, no cards. We ain't doing shit because we don't know what Rachel's going to do. <laughs> And then, yeah, still every Mother's Day, don't always ask me the night before, what are you doing? I'm home, don't worry. Well, I know the next year your dad said, find out what Rachel's doing tonight. God, good times. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> but there, there's another story about your dad. There was this one guy that he got into a fight with. At, he'd go out drinking at a bar, ran into this guy, whatever, got into a fight whatever mm-hmm. next weekend he goes to a different bar he's sitting there drinking same guy at this bar they get into it again <laughs> and if they have a fight whatever the next weekend a different bar same guy you and your dad are into it again and then i guess it was like three weekends in a row and then your dad started like looking for him and you know, never saw him after that. That's exactly why he was like, Bugs, don't be going to bars anymore. And he told me that story. Like, you're going to go out and see that girl again. But meanwhile, I was like vengeful. And I was like, good. I want to see her again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, but it was messed up. I had never even had a speeding ticket at that point. And that girl had like drug, like possession, theft. Like she had a record. And I was like, how are they? And they were flirting. The cops were flirting with her. I remember that. They were like hitting on her. And I'm sitting in the back of a cop car like, well, this is cool. And they, I remember when they cuffed me, they said something like, oh, I love that you came and gave us a sob story because I had tried to tell them what had happened to me before. And they're like, you gave us a sob story and we turn around and you're like throwing hands. And I'm like, well, because I don't scratch and pull hair, it's a problem. Like if you wouldn't have neglected your job the first time when I came to you and told you I got jumped. This wouldn't have happened in the first place, but I'm not going to be a punching bag. Right. But Yeah, I never understood that either. Yeah, that's a whole big other story, but that's the uh, gist. All right, how should we wrap this up? We're at 55 minutes. Any final thoughts? Anything you want to say? I can't think of anything offhand. How was it your first podcast? It was okay. Just okay and have fun? Oh, yeah, I had some fun. We're living some old memories. <laughs> Would you do it again? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, depending. You would. I'd get you to do it again. 
I think that's all my questions. The only one I had left was what TV character reminds you of me the most. That's the only one we didn't do, but now it's like, why? Oh, I can answer that one. That's that little piggy. <laughs> that little piggy on the Geico commercial with his head sticking out the window with his little tin wheel going, wee, wee. Why is that me? Your dad just said, that was your dad again. He said, there's Rachel. Wee, wee. Just going out and doing her thing. Because <laughs> he didn't know, he didn't know if you had any street smarts or not. He was, he was worried when you'd go out because you were the baby and you were short like me and he didn't want anybody messing with you. Dude. Yeah. And he knew that you were going to places that maybe your older sister never went. So he was more worried about where you were going and what you were doing and who you were going to run into. Kind of like how he said the two of you are more like. How could I grow up with dad and not have street smarts? You want to know why everything was scary as hell? Hey, don't be going to Biggs at night. Someone got murdered there yesterday at lunchtime. Hey, don't go to McDonald's ever. Somebody got murdered there yesterday. Like it was always the most scary story. I was scared to go everywhere. There's still times where I'm like, do I need an adult for this? Like, hello, I'm 31. But I still have dad in the back of my head being like, this is kind of dangerous. Should you be doing this? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Anyways. He was just worried about the risk. That's all. Well, yeah. Like that time when I was always at the Blue Note and he was just like, found out I was going there and freaked out. Like the last time I was at the Blue Note, somebody got their head split open with a pool table or a pool <laughs> stick. And I was like, they don't even have pool sticks there. They don't have pool tables anymore, Dad. Just a lot of underage drinking and a lot of boys I probably shouldn't be around. (laughs) 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 That's where the band played. And we loved watching that band because all the boys were fire. Remember your friend Kyle? Mm -hmm. He played for that band. Yeah. Yeah, that place was the best. He had a lot more to worry about than pool sticks. That wasn't happening there. That just sounded like a innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mommy. Well, thanks for being on my podcast. So you're welcome. I hope we didn't bore everybody out there. No, I think it was good. I think a lot of people are going to be excited to hear you talk because I talk about you a lot and people just think you're like funny and cute. So I think this will be well, good. Well, that's nice to hear. <laughs> All right. No final thoughts? Any last words? No, I can't think of anything offhand. All right. Peace, love, dove. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been... Mama (laughs) out. This has been episode four of You're a Knockout. Thanks for listening. Bye. Love you, Mom. Love you. Bye. Bye.